We've been talking about proactive plans in developing a healthy escape plan. What do we do proactively in understanding that lasting recovery is rooted in wisdom, not strength? We've been evaluating the the boundaries, the things that we need to, to take away and the things we need to add proactively. Today, we're going to talk about reactively, if we believe in that 1 Corinthians 10 passage, that we will be tempted. When you are tempted, God will provide a way out, but we have a part in that. What's our reactive plan when we are tempted? Today, we're going to talk about that. Well, welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official, a podcast that shares recovery topics and healing and hope and testimonies, things that will help us on our journey as we work through the principles of Celebrate Recovery based on Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits so that we can walk in the newness of life as we face our even our relational struggles so that we can move forward in freedom the way Christ intended. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the global field director with Celebrate Recovery and so, so glad to be back with you today. The central thought we've been walking through is lasting recovery is rooted in wisdom, not strength. And it's based on uh, a variety of Proverbs, Proverbs 4, 5, 6, uh, 7. Now, there's all kinds of uh, stories. It's kind of that central theme of walking in wisdom is so much better than trying to be strong and, and white-knuckle our way through it. Now, we know that Jesus Christ gives us the power through the Holy Spirit to help us to be strong, but for us to understand that it makes sense to walk in wisdom and not in strength. And so that that idea of understanding that when temptation, and we've been kind of 1 Corinthians 10, 12, 13 has kind of been that central theme. Don't miss, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out. And today, uh, the we've been taught, we as prior, we were talking about the, the boundaries. We were talking about uh, kind of what is uh, that healthy space as we talked about that cycle look like so that when we experience lies and temptation, we can go back and not act out and getting that accuse excuse and, and the finger pointing and ultimately in guilt and shame and hopelessness, we want to go back to that healthy space. So we've been developing boundaries, uh, evaluating the people, places and things, the media, social media, internet, substances. Again, we covered that in a prior podcast. Uh, so go back and watch uh, and listen to the, the series uh, that we went through here. Uh, Andy Petrie is with me on a few of those. But then we talked about devi- defining the healthy space and making an abstinence list and a positive activities that we can begin to walk through as we're developing proactively what to do. Today is going to be uh, a, a reactively because we need both because when we're tempted, God will provide a way out. But it's so smart in wisdom to be prepared be prepared for when we're tempted. Don't just go in blind without our armor and uh, get into a, a tough spot. So today I want to talk about escape plan and, and may have a couple on this one. But an escape plan is the whole purpose of it is to help break that pattern of acting out. Uh, because remember, we will experience times of temptation. And, and a lot of times we come into this recovery process, we've had years of multiple interactions with this behavior, this compulsive action, this uh, this practice that 
Uh, it's created some unhealthy patterns in our life. And what I love about Celebrate Recovery is it helps us to rewire our brains so that we can get into a healthy space to break those cycles. Um, yeah, so that we can just get in a, in a better space. So many instances that the thought to act out has entered our mind, and, and, and maybe you can relate to this. I know I can, that we stopped or we tried to stop, and maybe we stopped for momentary uh, seasons. Uh, we tried to stop from going down that path, but we fail over and over and over again. And that can be so discouraging. And so what we're trying to do is learn how to break those cycles in our life that are hurting ourselves. And if you've, if you've had this narrative in your mind that um, what I'm doing is not hurting anybody else, I've never seen anybody do something that's against God's word and it not be impacting someone around us. It definitely starts with ourselves. And we can buy into that narrative that what's the big deal? It's not hurting anyone. It's, it's my, my life, my body, my choices. But the reality is it's hurting someone else. If you're hurting yourself and doing going against God's will for your life, going against biblical practices, you're hurting yourself is always hurting others. And that's creating some unhealthy cycles. So it's in essence, as we talk about that cycle of unaddressed hurts lead to unhealthy core beliefs that get us hung up and create unhealthy habits or defenses or protections, numbing agents, healthy, unhealthy practices that always bleed out on other people that throw them into the hurt cycle and their own hangups and their own habits and the cycle continues. So we're reminding you in this space as we walk through it that a choice does exist. We can do something. Again, if, if our narrative is I'm going to go all in on my recovery, that, that, that there is no plan B, when I think of Joshua and Caleb, when they're going into the into the promised land, 10 spies go in to scope out the promised land. They come out, and man, they all have the same report. Man, it is good. It is awesome. But there's some giants. And so some of the spies are like, you know what? I don't think it's a that slavery in Egypt wasn't was that bad. Maybe we just go back to our old old way of living. I think what this escape plan really highlights for me is there is no plan B. I want to be like Joshua and Caleb that says, it's good over there, and I want to go into that promised land, even if there's giants. If I know God is with me, I can go in with confidence. I'm going in. And that's a mentality of cutting off all other options. There is no plan B to cut off and decide to cut off all other options. There's no plan B. So what's your plan A? And if you're here and you're listening, hopefully you'll get into that headspace that says, my heart and my mind is I'm all in. I'm all in my, on my recovery. I'm going to my meetings. I'm making Friday nights my general practice. If there's another meeting, if I have to miss Friday night, I'm going to Thursday at one of the other local groups or Wednesday or Tuesday or Saturday or whatever, Sunday nights um, at New Heights. Whatever that is, I'm going to another group. I'm all in. I'm calling my sponsor. I'm doing the things that I need to be doing. And so that's where this um, making an escape plan is rooted, is is giving you the understanding and reminding you that a choice exists in the moment of temptation when 
you are tempted. Don't forget that. The scripture says when, but when you are tempted, he will also, Jesus, God will provide a way out. And so this is us, uh, as we've done the proactive work, we need to establish those boundaries so we stay out of the wrong neighborhoods. But that doesn't mean it's going to prevent us from temptation and the lies. And how do we address that as we go back several podcasts to that cycle we talked about, the lies and the temptations that we can experience in that place. So, so we want to build this list. And let me just say this, that this list, um, again, it, there, it's fluid and it's not exhaustive. This is a, a list that you will build that you will continue to build on and change and adapt or you know, make uh, try some different options as you're talking to your accountability or you're hearing from other people. I encourage you share share your escape plan. That's a great conversation during the Connection Cafe coffee at your local Celebrate Recovery. Ask, hey, what what's your escape plan? When you're tempted, when, not if, and here's the, when we start thinking that we're too far down the road, I remember talking to my buddy Mac about this. He said, I'm one choice away from going back. 35 years in sobriety, I'm one choice away. Why? Because even my brother Mac is going to be tempted. So when you are tempted, what's your escape plan? What a cool question to ask for accountability. And then share your escape plan. What are things that you do and and have you adapted it? What are some things that you've adjusted as you've gone along in your recovery journey? So, so one way you can look at this escape plan, I'm going to give you an example. Um, and we'll, we'll probably have some more conversations around this, uh, bring Andy back into this conversation. But I'm tempted... And I'm in, I'm doing all the right things. I've got the boundaries. I've, I've had my abstinence list. I've, I've got the new healthy practices. And yet here's the temptation. Bam. I wake up this morning. The enemy's fed me with some lies. Or maybe I've been, it's one of those seasons of just overworked and overfunctioning. I feel vulnerable. And I'm believing some lies about myself. And it's got me into a place of some temptation. What are you going to do? And so here's a couple of examples to think about, and you can kind of think of this of increasing it in increments of time. So you may, you may grab something that maybe is a minute exercise or even 30 seconds. Um, and then as you move through the list and you're still uh, wrestling with that temptation, um, then maybe you increase the increments of time. So this is just something I've seen other people doing and I'm doing in my own recovery uh, Andy's done in his, and and we've seen some success around this, and so um, maybe this will be helpful. So, I'm experiencing. Let's throw out an example. I'm 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 at work, and and you know maybe I'm experiencing some temp- temptations, and and kind of that preoccupation. I've become preoccupied with some thoughts, some lies. The the acting out has moved into ritualization. Uh, or I'm kind of in that fantasy of what it would be like to do this. And I'm already that my brain is already releasing those chemicals. That's so important. If we can catch it in the preoccupation before it gets to the ritualization where we're in fantasy land, then we got a better shot of keeping us from the acting out, which ultimately ends in despair and guilt and shame. But I'm kind of in this preoccupation and man, I'm feeling the temptation. Remember the temptation itself is not the sin. That's what the enemy wants to convince us. Well, you've already uh, thought it, so you might as well uh, give in. And, and we got to be careful with that because 
you know, we start getting embarrassed and saying, oh, I just don't know if I tell someone I'm going to be embarrassed. They're going to think I'm weak. One of the strongest things you can do is saying, hey, I'm feeling tempted right now. And as an act of maturity and going all in on my recovery, I'm picking up the phone, I'm reaching out, or I'm doing these these things, uh, ideas of an escape plan to keep me from going into the thorn bush. Because once we're in the thorn bush, I can't expect not to be stuck. I can't help you from getting stuck. And so what we're trying to do is to slow things down, to redirect our thoughts and our heart in a different space so that we can get off of that preoccupation mindset that will keep us from going to the ritualization or the fantasy uh, so that we can move forward. And and, uh, every time we can do this, we get stronger and stronger for the next temptation that will come up when we are tempted. God will provide a way out, but we have a part in that. So so one example, um, and you could do this in a 30-second increment or a minute, is do you have a picture of someone near and dear to your heart? Maybe you're married and, and you have a picture of your wife or your husband or your family together. A lot of people don't carry pictures in their wallet anymore, so maybe it's on your phone. I've got a picture on my wallpaper on my phone that if I just tap my phone without even opening my phone, I'm going to see a picture of someone near and dear. And I change that up so I don't, you know, it doesn't come so familiar, uh, more up-to-date family picture or a new picture of my wife or et cetera. So for 30 seconds, for a minute, I might just sit there and look at my wife. And in my heart, here's what I'm doing. I'm going, Lord, what would this do to her heart if I were to act out in this way? How would that affect her? Can I get inside her heart and just see what that would, how that would land for her? I don't want to see that kind of pain in my wife's eyes. So maybe you look at her picture. You're looking at your family. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's uh, uh, your dad or your mom or maybe someone that's a near and dear mentor in your life that you know would be crushed and hurt to see you go down this path again. All right, so you're doing that? Nothing there. All right. So maybe, maybe you need to take a two-minute walk around your office. If you're in an office building, um, maybe it's an opportunity to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't have to go to the bathroom. Well, act like you have to go to the bathroom. Just get up and walk, and maybe you take a longer route to the bathroom. Now, you need to be careful with this if you if your boss, <laughs> he may not like you taking a, a you know, 45-minute walk. You know, be careful and, and protect yourself. But maybe you walk to the water cooler, take a, a long, slow drink of water. If you're at the house, I'm going to walk out and check the mail. Um, and, you know, if your spouse knows what your escape plan is, that can be some of us are not in a place where that's that's safe to do that. But if you can invite other people to that, hey, I'm in a tough spot. I'm going to check the mail. And just knowing that you're being intentional can be a, a real helpful thing to invite uh, other people into that space. So uh, who are the, the people that I can invite into this? So those are a couple things. want to hit the pause button. Uh, we'll continue the conversation of some things that we can implement, maybe increase those increments as we go along, as we develop our own escape plan to help us be reminded that a choice exists in our plan A to go full in on our recovery. I'll take a quick break here. And when I come back, we'll continue the conversation. Stick with me. Hey, friends, if you're looking for another meeting, maybe you're trying to get 90 meetings in 90 days. 
You can go to CelebrateRecovery.com. We have an online Zoom meeting every Wednesday at noon Pacific, and all are welcome. Just go to our website, CelebrateRecovery.com, and you can look for the uh, link and join us Wednesdays at noon Pacific. People all across the world having another open share meeting. If you need another meeting, come see us this Wednesday. We hope you'll be there. CelebrateRecovery.com for more information. Welcome back, talking about building an escape plan in our recovery journey. And I was just talking about, you know, if you would be so bold to invite someone into that so that they know when you're doing this, it's, a, it's an opportunity for me to pray for you, to encourage you. Great job. Great job trying to interrupt that preoccupation in your thought process. One for me is to do a, a heart check. Uh, I like to just ask the question, if I'm feeling temptation, hey, just almost checking in with my body. It's like, what? Woo, what's going on in my heart right now? Okay, are you hurting right now, Rodney? Are you exhausted? Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling angry about something? Resentful, anger, tense. Let's check in with that, and maybe we can find the root of that. Did something happen that's making you feel something? And what are you believing right now? Is Are you believing some lies? And even in that moment, just taking a, a, an opportunity to kind of organize my emotions can kind of get me on my mindset on something else rather than the coping strategy is I'm going back to the main source, Jesus Christ, and checking in with my heart and my mind. How am I feeling? What am I thinking right now? What am I thinking about myself? What am I thinking about God? And Lord, I just want to take this to you. Maybe you consider writing it down. Maybe keep a journal with you. If you're at work, keep a journal with you that you can jot some things down real quick. Um, it's just really checking in with your heart. And I like to ask the question, what is in my heart right now that is telling me that this will be enough to satisfy the longing and the hunger and thirst in my heart that it desires right now? What is it that God can't provide right now that I need? And so I like to do a heart check, and, and maybe that's working a new muscle for you, but it can be a way to kind of slow some things down uh, just to kind of get yourself uh, reset. Uh, spending time just praying, and Lord, I need your help right now. One of the sweetest prayers we can pray is, Lord, I'm feeling vulnerable right now. Help. I need you, Lord. I'm feeling wobbly. I'm feeling vulnerable. I need you enter into this space. And with that, you know, sometimes we can get hung up with this. It sounds a little bit um, kind of new age, but breathing first starts when we, in, in our walk with the Lord. When we learn how to slow down and breathe, uh, with every breath we praise the Lord, just being conscious of, of our breath. And so I like to just be con conscientious of my breathing. Sometimes when I'm feeling the most anxious or the vulnerable, I realize I'm not breathing. And so just stopping, and, and if you've got some pictures in your office or you're driving down the road and you're, you're, um, you're looking out your windshield, look at the edge of the windshield or look at the edge of the hood of the car and go down one side of it with your eyes, just breathing in slowly, going up the edge, two, three, four, breathing in through my nose, and then I hold going across the front of the dash or the picture frame or the television, wherever you are, holding it, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale through my mouth, going down the other edge. Exhaling through my mouth, two, three, four, 
Maybe you go to six on that. Pause, two, three, four, going up the other side. So you basically fall in the, the picture frame or the hood of your car, or maybe it's the, the windshield, or maybe it's the filing cabinet, or it's a chair, it's your desk, wherever you are. Um, maybe it's the refrigerator. Uh, when I've abused food, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to get something out of this. I'm not hungry. I'm just looking to uh, eat my emotions, so to speak. Maybe I use the refrigerator as a way to breathe. So, but the point is just stopping meditating. And here's, here's a good thing to practice. If you've never done this, I've, I've shared this with some sponsors. Some, some sponsors listen to me on this. Some don't, it's okay. I'm just going to keep throwing out ideas, but what are those scriptures and those truths, those promises that mean a lot to you? Get Buy you a pack of, of three-by-five cards and try this. Write out, handwrite, I know we're not used to this, but handwrite out a verse on a three-by-five card. If you want, on the flip side, write what that means to you. Um, God, you will never... Jesus, your word says, you will never leave me nor forsake me. On the flip side, I might write, I'm never going to be alone in my battles. So those cards can be handy. And, and I've done so much as taping a different verse on my dashboard. It's like, oh, well, that kind of looks clunky and it's messy. I tell you, sometimes on the road is when the greatest temptation is to blurt out and road rage, right? If I can, if I can pause and breathe and and read that verse out loud, Lord, you will give me the power. <laughs> I matter to you. You are going to help me through this. Breathe, take some deep breaths in and out, and then God help me, help me to pause. Have you ever tried to drive a truck on a gravel road really, really fast? I don't recommend it. But if, especially if you were in like a pickup. If you're going too fast on a gravel road, eventually you're going to start slipping and sliding. And the point of this is if you don't pump the brakes, you're going to end up in the ditch and there's going to be a lot of beat up damage on that vehicle. And it's going to be a long ordeal getting you towed out of that ditch and uh, assuming you don't get hurt. And if you get hurt, you got to deal with that and you have the medical bill. There's all kinds of stuff. And so what we're trying to do in this escape plan is keep from going down that gravel road so fast. At some point, I got to tap the brakes, slow down. I might even have to pull over mentally, emotionally pull over and say, all right, put it in park. What's going on? I see the check engine light. Something's off here. I need to lean into that. Um, so maybe I'm taking five, 10 minutes just to kind of stop and check in. I'm breathing. See how we're kind of increasing the increments from looking at a picture to a two-minute walk, a heart check maybe to four or five minutes. Maybe I'm spending some time journaling, utilizing my breathing. Maybe I'm up to eight to ten minutes. And now I'm kind of I'm moving and increasing. What we're trying to do is slow it down so we don't end up in the ditch again. This is a good reactive plan when we are tempted, assuming We've done all the proactive uh, planning to keep us moving uh, forward. The whole point of this, guys, is to keep us from going into the cycle. Again, I can't say this enough that we're trying to remind ourselves in the moment that a choice exists. 
And it doesn't mean that we're not going to act out and slip up. That what we're trying to do is we're trying to not stop uh, the behavior. We're trying to keep us from starting again. That's what this proactive and reactive plan is all about. Um, so I think I'm going to I'm going to stop there and we'll continue. We'll have another conversation on escape plan. But I want to read this verse and we'll probably come back to this on the next uh, podcast. But Second Corinthians twelve nine says. And don't forget what we read in 1 Corinthians 10. Now we're in 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 10 said, But when you're tempted, he'll also provide a way out. Jumping over to 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is sufficient for us. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that... Christ's power may rest on me. What we're trying to do is to remind ourselves that we are weak and his power is made perfect when we admit we are weak. And that's what this whole escape plan is about, to slow down and stop and say, I'm feeling weak right now, but your power is made perfect in my weakness, Father. And so I'm calling on you and I want your power to rest on me as I admit my weakness in this moment. Breathing, processing, uh, doing the heart check, walking to the mailbox, drinking a glass of water. All these can seem silly to the outside world, but we're, our recovery is too important. And remember this, and we've said this many times, we'll repeat it probably many more. We're not just trying to get away from that bad behavior. We're trying to move toward something much more glorious, much more life-giving God wants to, us to walk in life in spite of our circumstances, to be happy, in spite of the things that are happening in the chaos around us, to be blessed. And he can do that in us. His, his power can rest in us when we can just admit that we need a Savior. Today, again, I realize I'm not God. There is a God and I'm not it. My way of doing this is not working. I need help. I matter to you, Lord, and I'm calling upon your power to rest inside of me. I got to admit where I am so I can move towards something better and uh, have that everlasting life. Lord, help me in this moment. Well, I hope this has been beneficial for you. All this, remember, is just to help give us the reminder that a choice exists, that we don't have to face this alone. As always, we just want to remind you, don't try to face this alone. If, you, if you're trying to work your recovery on your own, get to a Celebrate Recovery near you. Find a sponsor, build your accountability team, and put your own escape plan. Put it to paper. Can I challenge you to do that? Maybe, maybe if you see me somewhere on the road, I'd love to hear what your escape plan is. What are you doing to interrupt the preoccupation that's keeping you from that ritualization and ultimately acting out and ending up in guilt and shame? Hey, thanks for being with me today. I hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless.